Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the DX3 Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Mercer. On this show, we interview industry leaders and experts in the worlds of digital marketing, advertising, and retail to get their perspectives on how innovation and technology is changing their industries and the way they do business. My guest today is Darian Kovacs. Darian is the Director of Strategy at Jelly Marketing and is also on the advisory board for DX3 2018. Darian has over 15 years of experience in marketing, communications, and public relations. Throughout his career, he has also been a founder and a board member of various foundations and charitable organizations. Through his award-winning company, Jelly Marketing, Darian has worked with various local, national, and global brands, building and executing on their digital and PR strategies. He's been featured in BC Business Magazine, Business in Vancouver, and on the Canada Post training circuit. He is currently a marketing professor at Trinity Western University, a contributor with Small Business BC, and Shaw's recent Business Resource Center on the topics of social media and PR. Welcome, Darren. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you for coming on. Um, so listen, I think, you know, on our topic today, we uh, we wanted to chat a bit about, and funnily enough, given that this is a, a podcast for a conference, we wanted to talk about conferences. Um, what what has your experience been with conferences? Do you, do you go to a lot of them? I do, I do, and I have a, a rich history of attending as well, and and which spurred me on even to organize my own conference as well. So I think that's uh, kind of I have, a, I have a rich history of different industry conferences and and different types of conferences, whether one day or three day or week long ones. Got it. And so, do you think that it's is it really you know taking all that time to get out of the office and go there is that is that really worth it for for you? So sort of what what do you get out of going to those conferences? I think, you know, coming from my, again, biased perspective, I still find all the things that happen outside of, like, the main conference hall or the things that happen outside of the agenda to be the richest times, you know, whether it's running into someone in the hallway or, you know, running to someone at an after party and, and realizing you can meet fellow peers and you can learn such great information that maybe isn't stage friendly or, is, you know, isn't meant for mass consumption, but it can be really hyper specific to the issues I'm dealing with uh, in the you know the state that my business is in. Oh, interesting. Okay, do you think that when you when you go to conferences, are you looking at at it purely from a professional um, perspective? Like I know you know you've got your company Jelly Marketing. Um, I'm assuming that's obviously you know, big for you when you're going to conferences. Is it just professional, or is there a personal aspect to it as well? Well, I think like I I have some really good friends and I have kids and a wife. And so my personal like social life is, is pretty rich in that part. But I think when I go to these events on the, on the professional side of things, though, I look to conferences that have really inspiring speakers that are going to be catalysts for conversations. And then I can meet them afterwards in like dialogue and debrief with people that are more my peers or people that I look up to. Like I really love going to conferences and, and, you know, finding folks that I can um, learn from, ask questions with. And yeah, sometimes it does get personal. Like, how do you manage your, you know, family life while running your business? Or how did you take your business from like three million to six million in revenue in this last year? And you know, or how did you go from fifteen staff to thirty staff? And and all those things I find really helpful. Um, and then it's just finding out what other neat little habits they have. And sometimes I even just grab or borrow. I don't grab it. I borrow their phone and find out what apps they're using and why do they use that app and how is that kind of helping their lives. So there's a book called you know tools of titans which some people know about and so yeah i like going and finding titans at these events and kind of seeing what tools they actually practically use on a daily basis oh that's awesome yeah no i'm a huge fan of tim ferris and uh yeah that's he's he's just come out with another one that's uh, similar to that um tribe of mentors 
Um, mm-hmm. okay, okay, cool. So then it sounds like, based on what you just said, that you really try to kind of suck the most out of people that you admire or use what they bring to a conference to help you connect better with sort of peers in your industry. When you and I were last chatting, um, you had mentioned that you had kind of this sort of top top list of things that you try to do when you know you're going to a conference. And uh, yeah. and one of the things, one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on to the podcast today is I think that, you know, given that our audience, um, a, a lot of folks come to DX3 and it is, you know, one of the conferences that are on people's lists uh, here in Toronto through the year. Would you mind sharing kind of what some of those, those important things are? For sure. would love to. So I think, you know, those of you that are preparing and getting excited about DX3, it's going to be the most amazing DX3 I think that they've ever done before. Um, I got three little before tips. Uh, three during tips and three uh, things to think about after the conference. So jumping right into three things before the conference. Uh, first thing I encourage you to do, um, I know Eric, uh, it takes a lot of time and puts a lot of energy and, you know, and, and sleepless nights putting together the agenda. <laughs> so make sure that you, you know it, Eric, like tell yeah. me about it. Just even today, you were, you know, you were doing everything you could in your energy and in your you know, efforts to make sure it's the best content. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, I would. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, I'm biased, but yeah. And, yeah, and so on that note, and, and it's not just people like Eric, it's the advisory team that have put, again, hours into helping Eric come up with stuff, and you know, it's, so he's brought together some of the, the brightest minds from across this country and around this world to make sure that DX3 is of top shelf and top caliber. So make sure that you research the event, uh, and, and even if you can, find out who are, who's on the advisory board, find out who's speaking, find out who's sponsoring the event, and if possible, and, and I used to get this as a conference organizer, some people would ask me, like, can you tell me who's attending the event? And, of course, with privacy law, you can't actually give out attendee list information. That's right, yeah. But you might even be part of, you know, if you're part of network groups or you're part of any Slack channels, find out who else is going to the event because then you can do various meetups while at the event. So, for example, uh, there's the groups that go down to the United States for MozCon or other uh, U.S. conferences. Sometimes there's, like, a, contain- a Canadian meetup, right? So it's... South by West, Southwest, there's a Canadian meetup that happens. So find out who's going, who you want to connect with, message them ahead of time and get on their radar, even just to set up a coffee meeting uh, before or after the event. And one thing that I've noticed is that a lot of speakers have really busy schedules. So one little life hack for, you know, especially if you're interested in finding a new mentor, uh, you know, mentorship is a really key thing in life. And, you know, you can get mentorships from books, but if you can, Ask them to go for a run in the morning. You'd be surprised how many of these, um, you know, CEO types or really busy folks actually still go for a run every morning and are willing to let you join them on the run because then you can encourage them to actually get up and go on that run. Uh, next thing to think about is uh, have a plan, but make room for the unexpected. So make a flexible schedule of the speakers you want to hear, people you want to meet, and all the after parties you want to attend. But sometimes uh, things can come up that are unexpected, unplanned, to leave room to improvise. You know, someone once made me the advice where, you know, if it takes you 20 minutes to go from one side of the conference to the other, give yourself 40 minutes. You can actually, like, walk a little more slowly, notice the people around you, and uh, say hi to people, and, and ask them questions, and ask them what they've been learning. Uh, next one to think about is prep your purse or briefcase. So when attending a conference, you want to make sure you have all the business cards, swag items, you know, memorable experiences that you want to give people. Uh, maybe it's gifts and goodies so you want to you know, really make a good impression. So maybe you kind of creep on one of the speakers and find out that they really love 
lint balls, like the white chocolate lint balls, and that's like their jam, you know, bring some with you and find that speaker after the talk and just be like, hey, man, I saw you really like white chocolate lint balls. I brought you some. Do you have time to talk? It's not just to guilt them into wanting to sit with you, but they're going to remember that. And so they may not have time right there, but they may be like, wow, this person actually took the time to get to know me. They're not just some like random person that wants to talk like, wow, I should actually give them the time of day. You know, it, it leaves an impression. And just some really practical tips. Always bring a phone charger as well. It's very important. And set up your social media on your phone so you can document the experience and maybe you want to share back um, with people back in the office or just people that follow you online. That's some really great tips for kind of getting ready and prepping, prepping for a conference. So you mentioned you had, you had some other tips for sort of when you're there as well as kind of afterwards. Can we, can we jump into some of those? For sure. So just while you're there, I think an important part is to be present. I think that, you know, right away, if you can put on your autoresponder on your email if possible, I think that's a really uh, key point. Uh, enjoy the moment. Uh, conferences can be super overwhelming and easy to get caught up in the busyness of it all. You know, in between speakers or meetings, take a moment to decompress and absorb all the information you just learned. So whether that's taking notes, going outside, even going for a walk. Usually these conferences are in these beautiful cities and at beautiful conference centers, and you can just go for a little walk around, take in some fresh air. And then when the next event comes up, you'll be focused and in the moment rather than thinking about the previous engagement. This will make you feel less burnt out and allow you to participate in more activities. Uh, another one to think about is engage online and offline. So again, keep your phone charged and your social media ready to keep a record of all the events that are happening and all the great kind of quotes and quotable moments. And, and it allows you to connect online with people you meet there. So again, following the hashtags. And again, exciting news that Instagram in time for DX3 launched a follow the hashtag uh, tool, which is pretty awesome. But more importantly is offline. You're at an event to meet people offline. Be sure to ask insightful questions take notes, collect lots of business cards, you know, lots of swag if that's your thing. But again, more importantly, make sure that you're following up with people in person. So I think when you've met them in person, you can able to see their body language, when you're able to, you know, divulge secrets or, you know, get really personal and, and get into what's really going in the heart of your business, what's going into the heart of where your uh, hopes and dreams are for marketing for your clients. I think those face-to-face -face opportunities are where people can be a little more vulnerable, a little more open, and give you some insights maybe that they wouldn't normally share uh, online or from a stage. And lastly but not leastly, uh, be confident and put yourself out there. Uh, have confidence in your networking skills. Find speakers off stage and approach, approach those executives you've been wanting to connect with. Uh, have the courage to introduce yourself to these people and make sure you stand out. Be aware of your body language. Use a firm handshake. Stand up straight. Uh, you know, and, and the main thing is, is like when you see them in person, they're just like you. They're another regular person who puts their you know, pants on one leg at a time. Um, and, and while you talk to them, just make sure that they too are looking for people to connect with because they probably have something to learn from you and you have something to learn from them. Uh, that's, 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 that's great. What about when it's over, you've gone back to the office and you're back in your chair? Is there, there, you mentioned there's some things that you could still do to get the most out of that experience? Oh, wait. Uh, biggest thing is uh, follow up with the people you meet. I think, uh, you know, no matter what the nuggets you've learned and the gems you've developed and maybe the skills you got from the event, and, and that's why I actually i am a huge fan of DX3 this year, just the amount of, like, really hard skills you're going to get this year and, and some of the deep case studies they're going to be diving into. But I think the thing you want to think about is who are the people you met? Because people are, are the most important things that you can ever connect with at a conference. 
uh, and because they're going to be with you forever. And and whether you know you move into the city they work in or you know, your job changes, you may reconnect with them over and over again. So review your notes the day after the event and decide which connections you want to pursue. Follow up with them with an email or a phone call to set up another meeting. Maybe it is a Skype call or a tweet up. A little throwback there for those that remember the tweet up. Um, talk about how the relationship could be mutually beneficial and express interest in their business. You know, continue to ask those questions. Uh, and maybe you connect on a Slack channel. Maybe you uh, connect on LinkedIn. Uh, but make sure that uh, you, know, you take the relationship beyond the conference, especially if it was someone that you want to continue to learn from and grow from. And maybe it looks like that uh, speaker you got to run with in the morning. Maybe it looks like, hey, do you mind if I check in with you every quarter? And maybe it looks like you set up a quarterly check-in uh, with some important people that you met at the event. Next one is write a summary blog. Uh, post a blog summarizing the conference as soon as possible. Be sure to tag the conference's social handles and ask your fellow staff to share with their networks as well. Oftentimes, organizers, and Eric, you can attest to this, will repost these types of articles to share information to people who couldn't attend or to promote how great the learning was at their event. Yes, absolutely. We definitely do that. <laughs> yeah. No, and it's great, I think, too, for some of the speakers to actually hear some positive feedback and some affirmation of what someone learned from their session. And, and don't hesitate to give some constructive feedback as well if you're like, hey, here's some tips of things I would have done differently, or here's how this gem that I learned from that speaker, I applied it to my life here. Because then they realize, wow, someone actually listened, someone paid attention, and someone's going to apply it to their business. And again, that then becomes great evergreen content, hopefully, that not only you know, the conference organizers like Eric and DX3 could use, but other people um, can use as well and, and share with their, uh, their networks. And, and lastly, but not leastly, apply your learnings. So reflect on what you learn and decide what key skills you want to apply within the next week, the next quarter, and the next year. You know, share what things uh, your fellow staff could apply as well. So maybe there's some notes and there's some websites and there's some resources you want to share and allow them to see the material that you gained and that you were able to acquire while at DX3. Because I think it's a lot of effort. It's a lot of time. It's a big investment to go to DX3. So just make sure that you can leverage it to its full capacity and that all the gems you got there, all the learning can not only help you, but all the people that are in your circle. Listen, thank you so much, uh, Darian, for, for putting this together. Um, for those of you guys listening, Darian and I were just kind of chatting through um, you know, the content for the conference, which is kind of what his role is as, as an advisor for DX3 to kind of help us make sure we got the best content. And we just briefly talked about, you know, we'd love to talk about some, some tips and tricks on how people can get the most out of this. And Darian goes, yeah, okay, that's, that sounds good. Maybe I'll come up with some stuff. And just came back with this incredible list of all these things he could talk to. Um, so he said, we, we had to put this on the podcast, how to get it out there for everybody who's, uh, who is planning on coming out to not only to DX3, but any uh, event in their industry um, this year. These takeaways apply to every type of conference you could potentially go to. Both, both Darren and I have been to a lot. And, uh, and when you do these things, it really does make a big difference. So once again, just wanted to thank you, Darian, for, for taking the time to join us on the DX3 podcast. I'm really looking forward to having you in town uh, when uh, DX3 happens in March. Uh, anything else you wanted to say to, to the listeners before we go? Yeah, I just encourage you to take risks. Right? I think um, so many people go to these events and assume that these speakers are overbooked and really busy. But being you know, a speaker at different events or being an organizer, more often than not, um, a lot of these speakers are, you know, some of them are really lonely. I'm not trying to say everyone is, but some of them, you know, they're away from their friends, they're away from their family, they may not know the other speakers. And so, you know, they would really welcome a reach out to go for a run 
um, have a coffee, have a tea. You know, if, if you brought them their, you know, their favorite wine from Niagara Falls, right? Or, hey, I brought you a little treat from Niagara Falls. You should try this. It's amazing. Or here's some maple syrup. I heard this is your first time in Canada. You know, take those risks because you never know where it'll end up. Absolutely. Well, Darren, thank you again. I really appreciate you coming on the show. No, anytime, Eric. See you soon. Cheers. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to our second episode of the DX3 podcast. Just a quick reminder that all access passes are available for DX3 2018, March 7th and 8th at the Metro Toronto Convention Center in the heart of downtown Toronto. If you're interested in registering, head over to dx3canada.com. If you like what you heard today, please remember to subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. Looking forward to the next one. Thanks again.